0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Vikings fans, get it off your chest and get it on the air. Your comments, questions, your thoughts. Tweet us at Score North or call 651-646-8255. This is Vikings (coughs) Vent Line. Intercepted. That was Ramsey. Who jumped across the middle and got his second interception of the season?
1: All I care about is winning, man. Everybody know that. I want to win, straight up. Now, uh, excuse my language, but, but everybody know that. That's that's who I am. That's that passion, that fire, that heart. That's a uh, that's what y'all love. And I'm gonna continue giving giving that as long as I'm here. Reckless speculation.
2: Vikings Vent Line, we're on until noon. Zolgad, Danny Cunningham, Manny Hill producing, and yes, a second consecutive day of Jalen Ramsey. Reckless
3: speculation.
2: At least to start the show out. Uh, There is a report that I unearthed. This morning, that three teams are being mentioned in connection with trading for uh, Jacksonville standout cornerback Danny Cunningham. Yes. Those are the Kansas City Chiefs. Makes F- sense. Philadelphia Eagles. Also makes sense. Seattle Seahawks. Oof. That'd be a good defense. So I said Seattle, I said Philadelphia. I said, you know, I didn't say the Vikings. No, you didn't. That's, that's a team missing. Okay, I'm, I'm perplexed. Because I'm pulling out a ESPN story here, Dateline Jacksonville, Florida. That says, "League sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen." So not just one, but both of them. Yeah, that's double whammy. That's big time. If they're both getting told that, the Jaguars are seeking at least a first round pick, but would like more than that. I mean, but if it's who wouldn't want more? Yes, like duh. But if it's just a first round pick, boy, I, I can make that work. You want my two thousand twenty you know first round? You know, I'll send I can you a give third you more pick.
4: I can give you more. I can't, I'm i I'm comfortable giving you more for Jalen Ramsey than a first-round pick. I have a question as well about this. Let's hear it.
2: So in the—because it, it's an annual—it's it, almost like the Thanksgiving uh, Day game in Detroit. It's some type of National Football League right that Jacksonville and Tennessee have to play on a Thursday night during the course of the National Football League season. You, you know, you're right. I
4: never thought about that. It, but I remember the one year— uh, It never asked The color rush between— <laughs> When, when Jacksonville wore the all mustard uniforms, that yeah. was just one of the worst football games Awful. ever to watch. But Awful. it feels
2: like they do play every year on Thursday night. Yeah. They, these teams get that Thursday night game. The Jacksonville Jaguars and head coach Doug Marrone, who, by the way, I would fire, but they're not, said that the plan is to play Jalen Ramsey tonight. Why? Are they crazy? What do they have to gain by that? Are they absolutely crazy? I just I don't know why you would I don't know the only thing I can think of is that they're not going to trade him is that he's requested a trade and they're going to act like they tried and then act like they couldn't get enough I guess it it makes no sense it makes no sense unless he's not going to be traded but if he's but, going to be traded on Friday you wouldn't play him on Thursday you'd be you'd be it'd be idiotic to play him
4: and here's my thing where this is so different from baseball or basketball when a guy wants out is. Football's such a physical game, You there's a pretty strong likelihood that you're going to come out of that game beat up. Whether you want to trade or whether you don't. Whether you want in, whether you whether you want out. There's a strong chance that you get hurt tonight if you're Jalen Ramsey. Like, that's just how football is. It's a short week. Yeah, short week. I'll, the last place I would allow Jalen Ramsey to be if I were the Jacksonville Dragwires is on that field. I wouldn't let him be on the
2: sideline. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And, you know and stay home. And if nothing else... And I'm a, and I know this is going to sound absolutely crazy, but I'm a big believer in this. If nothing else, it's tempting the sports gods. Yeah, if, if you're going to trade him now, if you're now, if they are doing this all as a dog and pony show of oh, we're trying to trade him, we're trying to trade him. Oh, we couldn't find a trade for him. Then I guess I, I get it. But if you are have any inkling at all that you on Friday are going to trade him for, let's say a first round pick or let's say two first round picks or let's say Xavier Rhodes and a first round pick or Trey Waynes, you're absolutely crazy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I did find an answer to a question that I believe it was you asked on the show yesterday which is if Jalen Ramsey played for the Jaguars tonight, could he then play in a game on Sunday? Oh, yeah, this is fascinating
4: because I, I can't remember. Well, one, trades are so rare in in the NFL, or at least have been. I think they're becoming more commonplace, but they have been rare. In um, Thursday night games, there's only one
2: a week. Yep. So I was, I was genuinely curious about this. What did you find? Here's the answer. A source uh, told Schefter that at, at – uh, the beginning of this week, an NFL team reached out to the NFL office and asked if Ramsey would be allowed to play for another team in Week 3 after playing for the Jaguars tonight. NFL rules stipulate that a player can participate in one game during each league week. So he could not. Now, I don't even know. Jalen Ramsey's so good that if you got him on Friday and plugged him in, I would guess that he could play some.
4: Well, and it's the corner position where you can essentially say, okay, here's your job. You follow that guy Yeah, don't worry about the defense. It's not like you're trading for... Really, an, an offensive player that needs to learn a playbook, or a linebacker that needs to make calls. You are saying, "Hey, here's your job. See, see number eighty four. Wherever number eighty four goes, you go." That's exactly what you could do. So that's why it's possible at this
2: position. Show us Vikings' vent line. Uh, you can certainly join in. We're in the TCL broadcast studios. We'll be on until noon. Zolget Cunningham, Manny Hill, six five one six four six eight two five five six five one six four six eight two five five. Let's do this. Let's uh, let's have you give what the Twitter poll question was yesterday, because I think you basically got responses all day long. And then go from that to our Twitter poll question for this Thursday as the Vikings get set to play the Raiders on Sunday. So yesterday's question was, if you were the
4: Vikings, what would you trade to Jacksonville for Jalen Ramsey? Well over 100 responses on that one. Pretty uh, A lot of people pretty excited what it could be. A lot of uh, Xavier Rhodes in the first, a first in the second. Uh, Craig says he's, he'd give up a first in a non-first rounder for him. Um, a lot of responses there. The Hitman Times, twenty twenty first, twenty twenty third, Rhodes, a fourth. Just people will give up a lot to get Jalen Ramsey. And then today's question on Twitter at Real D Cunningham at Jay at Score North: How have the first two weeks of the Vikings season changed your confidence in Kirk Cousins? So far, a number of different responses. Joe said, it hasn't changed it at all. He's always unreliable. Jay Miller, week one did nothing. Week two was his worst game ever. As much as he can choke away a moment as much as anyone ever, week two isn't his normal. He'll keep the Vikings much more in games in the future through the air. So the heartbreak is that much stronger when he does (laughs) choke. Kent says, nope. Never had much confidence in his play. The first two games have actually given me more confidence to say that he's not an elite quarterback. Okay uh Chris says I went from a happy smiling emoji to a sad emoji. That's he didn't use words just that's emojis very
2: 2019 there. right there. Yeah, I mean Is wait, that from Chris, that's very 2019. Justin says, what
4: confidence? Okay, no confidence. Did you there. have no
2: confidence going in? I don't know that I had I no confidence. I don't know that I would say that I had had no confidence. And I thought now the ten pass game wasn't necessarily realistic, but in that course of the game against Atlanta, he played a he played a fine game. Travis, Did says, what you
4: wanted? Travis says, "Can everyone literally just chill out? We are fine. He just had a bad game. Don't think we can judge him until week six is over, or
2: two more, or one more bad game like that. Relax, chill out. I'll tell you, Chauncey." And Fargo did not chill out.
0: I am so sick and tired of Kirk Cousins. That was the worst throw since Brett Favre in 2009 in the NFC title game. The guy is a joke. Everybody always wants to talk about he's a mid-level QB. No, he's a bottom level. there is twenty. He's in the 20 to 30 category. You can't trust him. It was a winning effort from the rest of the team, despite what seemed to be at a point where even the Fox NFL announcers are saying the Zebras are hosing the Vikings. We still have a chance to win. And we have this loser. He's just a loser. He should be cut, redraft. Spielman can go right out the door with him. I'm tired of him.
5: You know, Kirk. Kirk had an up and down game last week. He's going to be fine. Um, we have the utmost confidence in him. Um, you know, he's in a good place where he's going to play good this week, and uh, he'll continue to play good the rest of the year.
2: Got some more for us.
4: Um, I do have a tweet that's not directed at me, but it's a little bit of news involving the Jalen Ramsey situation, if you'd like that. Oh, hold on a second, then then I gotta then I gotta get to this. Reckless
3: speculation.
4: So this is from Ben Murphy at Ben Murphy TV. He tweets out Stephen A. Smith just came on ESPN and said he got a text from a source close to the Jalen Ramsey situation. It says this situation has nothing to do with Doug Marone. It has everything to do with Tom Coughlin.
2: Oh, reckless a, speculation. That's as reckless as it gets. So he wants Coughlin fired? So Cough, so Coughlin's the problem? And, <laughs> that's, and, that's and by the Steve way, I, could, I can see that. I think they're both probably the problem there. Okay. So Rick Spielman, pick up the phone. If you pick up the phone right now, call Tom Coughlin. And this is oh, this actually makes some sense too, because if that's the case, then I could completely see between the two of them, Marone and Coughlin saying yeah, we'll work to trade. you. Yeah. And doing okay. absolutely yeah. not that that tracks much more that those guys would sort of be uh, in tandem on mm-hmm. that. Interesting. All right. So it's if it's Tom Coughlin. Well, if, if it's Coughlin, who essentially right now runs the football operations of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Jalen Ramsey's not wrong about this. His prob uh, probably overall feeling is the thing is is beyond repair and being goofed up continually, which which makes some sense. I mean, Tom Coughlin won a couple Super Bowl titles with the Giants, but if you recall, his act wore thin there quite yeah. a few times. Yeah. So if he is now in charge of the football well, operations, that's why he's in Jacksonville now. Yeah, but if if he's in charge now of the. Uh, Football operations there, I could see him being a guy who would be uh, who would be considered not exactly player friendly mm-hmm. and not exactly understanding. Yeah, and I don't
4: know Doug Marone is so Doug Marone seems like an old school football guy that also probably isn't very player friendly or understanding. He seems like the the a very team centric, team first type guy.
2: Exactly. So our uh, Twitter poll, the question that uh, Real D Cunningham tweeted out and I retweeted from um, my account is. Has your confidence, or how has your confidence in Kirk Cousins changed uh, since Game One of the season? We're only two games in. As I just said, Danny's at Real D Cunningham. I'm at Jay Zolgad. You can also uh, reach us via our Twitter account at Score North, and of course, reach us uh, via the phone lines at six five one six four six eight two five five. I want to uh, I want to transition to this because our, our guy Matthew Collar has some really interesting stuff up at ScoreNorth.com regarding the Vikings right now. And I just love the horn. Um, you do. All right. So here's what I want to. So Collar's got two two pieces up that we can certainly discuss during the course of this show, and the first one is a deep dive that Matthew did on the Packers' approach defensively to the Vikings on Sunday, and this is going to speak towards Danny. I think the approach of what the opponents is going to what the opponents are going to do to the Vikings defensively until the Vikings adjust and for to keep it. As simple as possible, what it basically is, is the Packers told the Vikings, you want to run? Go ahead and run. Yeah. And what was interesting about that was that, in fact, I'll read this directly from what Koller wrote so I don't mess it up. Uh, The the Packers' defense often focused more on defending play-action throws than actually stopping the run. The Packers consistently rushed upfield toward where the quarterback, in this case Cousins, would be on a play-action bootleg rather than covering a potential cutback lane. And so the Packers didn't care. So the yeah. Vikings could run, but this included, and there's four examples that Collar pulled from the film and put on uh, atscorenorth.com. And the fourth and final example of this is the first and goal at the Green Bay 8. And what you see is, the, is one guy basically... Pays no, never mind to the play. The play action doesn't work. No, like it doesn't work at all. He he has one job, yep. and his job is has nothing to do
4: with Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison, whatever running backs in the game getting a play fake. Exactly. His job does not pertain to him. It's it's almost as if the running back to whoever's coming off the edge in that in that scenario is invisible.
2: More from what Collar wrote, he said, uh, he said. Taking the run has been effective largely because Delvin Cook is averaging a league-best 4.5 per carry after contact, according to Pro Football Focus. Delvin rushed, of course, for a 75-yard touchdown against the Packers and has carried the Vikings to the second-most, the second-best running game in the NFL in total yards, <laughs> only behind Baltimore. The play-action game, however, has suffered through two weeks. Kirk Cousins, a historically strong play-action QB, has completed seven of 14 passes with play-action for 4.5 yards per attempt, zero touchdowns, one pick, Without play action, he is getting uh, nine point six yards per attempt. So now the question becomes: Oakland sees this, right? Yes. And Oakland's going to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. What is the Kubiak Stefanski adjustment to that then? Because the hey, the run should work, and the run is great, and play action is great too. I like it, but if the if the antidote is essentially going to be, you know what? just try it we don't care yeah you've got to do something now between the packers game and the raiders game to adjust to that so the one thing that i
4: do think all four of the plays that matthew shows in his article at scorenorth.com the the thing that they all have in common is after the play fake kirk is rolling out mm-hmm. and that shortens the the distance where that pass rusher that only has kirk cousins as his responsibility it shortens the distance he has to go to get there I'm curious if maybe on their, their play action, they do a play action where it's more of a straight drop back after the fake handoff. Maybe it's maybe you have to get rid of that rollout. Maybe that's something in, yes, you've had problems elsewhere on the offensive line, which is why he's probably having to roll out and, and, and why they're designing it that way. We'll get to that because that's ugly too, but yes. But I think for, for play action purposes, you might need to try and just, or have play action out of shotgun. Try that. All of these are also their rollouts. They're also all play action shot, from under center. Shotgun's a
2: a bad word out there because that's what Mike hated. Like it's not a bad idea. I'm just, I, but, I, I'm, but if, they've got to do something. You're this not. This is you're going right. to keep
4: happening. If if Matthew noticed it, yep. Other teams notice it too. Oh, yeah. That's well, what I always the Packers say. Saw about, right away.
2: Yes, the Packers saw it,
4: and the Raiders have seen it, and the Bears know about it, and everyone else on the schedule is going to see this. This is not a problem that's going to go away. Just it's not going to vanish in thin air. I think that maybe running some play action out of shotgun, running some play action where the drop back after the fake handoff is straight as opposed to one where you're rolling out if you're Kirk Cousins because that's shortening the distance that that edge rusher has to go. Maybe those are two things that you could do to try and fix things if you're the Vikings.
2: Yeah, Zim, Zim was so anti-shotgun by the end of last year, of course, when he fired Filippo because he absolutely couldn't stand it. But And now they ran a ton of that with John. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be... It's, it's not surprising, but it is a little bit uh, disconcerting that you are essentially one game in and the mm-hmm. team said, oh yeah, Dalvin Cook, go ahead and run the football. And we'll give up some big yardage there, but, we're, <laughs> but, but you're not going to be able to score enough points. And more importantly, that's going to, if we take the right approach, which Green Bay did on Sunday, that takes Diggs and Thielen and doesn't make them non-factors, but it minimizes them.
4: But what this also does do is if your defense can hold early and you can take a lead early, that's the perfect style of play. Right. They are setting themselves up. The, the, the opposing defense is setting themselves up for failure if their offense can't get off to a good start. In Green Bay, the offense got off to a great start. It wasn't an issue because they were up 21 nothing like that. But if it is, if you're Atlanta and you're down, you know, 14-0 really before you know what hits you, you can't do this. You can't just allow the Vikings to run the ball. So, this is a strategy that would have to change if the Vikings defense plays well early in the game and they get out to a 7-0 or a 10-0 lead and can afford to try and run the ball over and over and over again because then the defense is going to have to try and take that away.
2: And that's why this guy becomes important.
0: Intercepted! That was random who jumped across the middle and got his second interception of the season.
2: I'm serious, though. This is my point. At this, to what you just said, which you're right. If, you're, if, the, if the Green Bay Packers don't come out and score, let's say they score seven. Let's say the shortened field when Cousins, because Cousins is going to fumble. He just is. He's going to fumble. So let's say the shortened field for Rodgers and the Packers on Sunday results in a touchdown. And they give up seven. You can deal with that, right? It's not 21, it's 7. it's life. Like, that happens. But this is my point about doubling down. You didn't do what you should have done from an offensive point of view. And so you need to do something now to say, all right, what what's the best that we could possibly do? And and we'll talk about the line and offensively and if there can be fixes. But my contention is if you can go, and this would be a very tough thing, but if you can go into every game and say, our defense is so good Mm -hmm. that... We think the most we're going to be down during the course of most games might be a touchdown. Yeah. Or might be 10 points or something like that. But this is why the Ramsey thing to me is a realistic ask. It's not, it's not a pie in the sky. Just add a guy because he's good. It's no, add a guy because he's good because you need to, you found out now with where Xavier Rhodes and your defense is, you found out that you have a very good defense. You do not have a great defense and anything less than a great defense might cost you a playoff spot, and it certainly is going to cost you any chance of making an actual run at a championship.
4: I think if you want to make an actual run at a championship, and I mentioned this on the show yesterday, you need more than just a great defense. You need a historic defense because of your quarterback play. Yeah, I think You that's need fair. a 2000 Baltimore Ravens type of defense. You need a Denver Broncos winning the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning as their quarterback type of defense. That's what you need. You need the two thousand two Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, thank you. Well, they, you those are those. That's
2: yeah. that's right along the lines of you what need you need. The, if, you need the Legion of Boom. If you're going to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins, that's what you need. You can't be down probably by more than ten points. You can't. You've got to <laughs> yeah. get. You've got to get either ahead. You've got to get. If you're down by seven, look, Green Bay. If you go, if you give them the short field and they go in and score and that's their first touchdown, your offense can deal.
4: Well, what's they, your what's your twenty one? that level. can't deal. What's your confidence level that this team can ever come back from a deficit like that now they were down 21 nothing they couldn't come back well it's very they small showed right us now that
2: You've... they could not no. come back from that they tried they got close but they couldn't do it I'm reversing this I'm saying I have no confidence therefore yeah. you can't get down by that no you and I, that's, why, that's that's what
4: I'm saying Yeah, but like, I've got none at what point what deficit is too big like for this team do you expect them to be if they if they fall down 10 can they come back I think 10 17 no okay
3: no I think fact, anything more than 14. Is trouble. Yeah. Anything more than 14 is trouble. Yeah. And Sunday was 21.
2: You can't. Your defense, this we now know, at least against decent teams, this team can't get down early, and they can't have a bad quarter. And that sounds ridiculous to say. I mean, that's an outrageous statement that I just made. I just said they can't have a bad quarter defensively. This is a long year. That's an absolutely ridiculous statement to make. Yeah. But we saw it on Sunday. You had a bad quarter because then you came back and you were fine. You played well defensively. But there is no margin for error for that defense with the way that this offense operates right now. There's yeah. not. Nope. Let's take a break at 651 646 8255 if you'd like to chime in on the conversation. 651 646 8255. We're in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Uh all right. So, we have talked about the defense and the fact that it needs to be great. We've talked about the fact that uh, the play action bootlegs aren't necessarily working because teams aren't biting. All of the, that can be adjusted. As Cunningham said, that can probably be fixed with alterations. There's one thing that probably can't be fixed, and this is why you need to go get Jalen Ramsey.
0: Vikings Fent line. Your tweets, your calls. Mondays, 10 to noon. Tuesdays through Friday, 11 to noon. Vikings Fent line. Think of it as the view for Vikings Talk. No? <clears throat> but if Whoopi Goldberg wants to call in, we'll share it. Vikings deadline on Score North and Scorenorth.com. Cousins. Wanted feeling.
5: Throws a Hail Mary. Kevin King? Did he come up with it? Well, I think it starts with just not making throws. I think that's where it starts. And I, I think, um, you know, we hit one early in the in, on the first drive of the game, hit a play action to Adam. The next one, you know, threw away. You know, one to the end zone to Adam, probably could have, should have run. Just taking off and run, you know. I guess a variety of plays have a variety of reasons, um, but the bottom line is, I felt like people were open, you know, when you watch the film, and so you're, um, you know, you just want to make those throws, make those clean reads, and uh, and and learn from the ones that weren't very good.
2: Vikings fan line is the show. We are on uh, weekdays ten to noon on Mondays, eleven to noon Tuesday through Friday. TCL Broadcast Studio six five one six four six eight two five five. If you want to join the conversation, that was, of course, uh, first Kirk Cousins interception that he threw from the eight-yard line in Green Bay on Sunday, and then Kirk Cousins talking yesterday about why play action didn't work. Zolgad, Cunningham, Manny Hill. Let's go to the phone lines, actually. Hey, Randy, what's up? Hi, Randy. Hey, how are
0: you? Thank you, thank you. What's going thank on, you. Randy? How are you? Very good, thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm in New Richmond, but I don't live here, and I'm not a Packer fan. I'm going to play golf with some Packer fans, and we're going to drink a lot, so that part of it. A-
2: that's, well, that sounds good. fun. That makes you a good Packer fan, then, or at least them a good Packer fan. What's going on? What's on your mind?
0: Certainly. So the first two games, the Vikings won the coin flip and decided to defer and have the defense on the field. If the Vikings do not want to fall behind early, shouldn't the offense be on the field early?
4: And, again, the coin flip's not a big factor in deciding games. Right. right. But I thought throw that out there. Thanks for the call. It's That's... Interesting, but when you have a, a defense is, it I think deferring the coin flip just says that the Vikings have confidence that they're going to get that stop right away. Yep. And it worked week one, it didn't work week two.
2: They uh yes. Their their whole thing is get the ball obviously to start the third quarter, but just as importantly, I think they believe that they can what they're essentially saying as well is is if we're going to send a message, we're gonna do it from our best unit, which in their mind, obviously, is defense and not offense. Uh, our buddy Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Thanks for the call. Hey, guys. How's it going? Doing well, Tyler. How are so, you? I want to ask you, I guess
0: both of you, but specifically, Joe, because you've been talking about the Jalen Ramsey stuff, I agree with you on why they should. I think they should. I don't think they will, and it's almost for every reason that you're naming because Zimmer and Spielman are afraid of losing their jobs And I feel like the diva factor in the general agency thing, which I think personally is an overrated uh, narrative for players coming in, but I think they're afraid of him ruining that locker room, quote-unquote ruining that locker room, and they're going to be fired either way. So I think almost every reason that you're saying they should is Mm -hmm. a reason that they won't. Do you you agree with that? Do you think they're
4: actually going to make a move to bring him in?
2: Thanks, Tyler. Uh, No, I don't. I think they should, and here's the thing. And I uh, talked about this on the shows yesterday on Score North and 1500. If this was Antonio Brown, I said no because I don't think Zimmer has time for high maintenance receivers or offensive players as well, much. And you but, didn't need that necessarily. No, you as didn't. Much. But this guy, I think Mike and this guy would love each other. Yeah. This guy here. Here's here's Ramsey talking about his desire, I think, to win. What
5: about the, the way you're used as a as Arguably the best cornerback
1: in the league. No argument.
5: Okay, and the way, the way, what about the way you're I love that. used yeah, in it's regards good. to that? Are you, are you being properly used?
1: I have nothing negative to say about not one of my, none of my teammates, of course, none of my coaches. No, I don't got nothing negative to say. All I care about is winning, man. Everybody know that. I want to win, straight up. Now, I excuse my language, but, but everybody know that. That's, that's who I am. That's. That passion, that fire, that heart—that's a—that's uh, what y'all love, and I'm gonna continue giving giving that as long as I'm here.
2: Mike Zimmer handled some very high maintenance, especially <laughs> defensive backs in Cincinnati, uh-huh, and handled them just fine.
1: Yeah, some I guy
2: named Pacman. I think. Yeah, yeah I he's pretty high maintenance. Yeah. Do you guys? I don't. I. I. You know what? In this case, I don't think it would would be a problem. And and again, we. You're right. Antonio Brown, this team had Diggs and Thielen. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they would have been nice. Yeah, but I was going to say they could him. have used him, but they didn't need him necessarily. This is, you're two weeks in, and you now have been given a window. You know what this is to a certain extent? This is exactly what we talked about in July when the Yankees came here and the Yankees crushed the Twins pitching. And we all said, mm-hmm. oh, you've got to add a starter here. Like, you just got a gift. You got a window into what happens when you play a good team. Yes. I feel the Vikings are getting the same thing right now. And, and look, if they, if Spielman says, oh, I'm not going to get fired, I, I'm not going to trade a draft pick, and he's right, God bless him, I guess. Mm-hmm. But at some point in time, the patience is going to run out, and if Kirk Cousins has a few more games like he did on Sunday, the Wolves are going to look for somebody to blame. You don't write that, that check out mm-hmm. and be told that this guy is going to be that good, and then have it implode like it did on Sunday.
3: I also wonder if Zimmer and Spielman probably more specifically Zimmer is assuming that since Mike Hughes is fairly close to coming back yes that oh yeah we'll you know we're we're a little thin at corner now but we got Mike Hughes coming back our first round pick from last year and yeah we'll we'll be fine we don't need Jalen Ramsey we'll be fine well, which is a really really dangerous thought to have
2: and and where that would be a mistake is I'm not talking about depth of corner. I'm talking about what makes you a great defense. Exactly. Mike Hughes returning does not do that. And no. and the, prob- the problem is if we still consider uh, Xavier Rhodes to be your best cornerback, Xavier Rhodes is declining quickly and mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer knows that. He has to know Everyone that. Everyone so, knows it. But I don't but it's it's the fact that you can add a guy who takes your defense from let's say notch 7 to notch 9.
4: And here's what I'm always going to come back from back to. And and Tyler brought up the whole the, the diva part of Jalen Ramsey. The juice is worth the squeeze here. Like, if you've got a personality like that, the thing I always get back to is, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is dealing with that personality worth the amount of talent that he puts on the, out on the field? With Jalen Ramsey, it is. Mm-hmm. It, it unquestionably is right now. You make this move 10 out of 10 times if you're given the opportunity to. And I put it on the Vikings to try, and, to try and get after it. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are a dumpster fire right now. Yeah. That's part of the reason why
3: he wants to get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. It's a mess down there. It's not a mess here. I mean, it's not right now. They're not a great team. It, but it's not a mess. But, it, but it's not this, It's not a dumpster
2: fire This here. team's nowhere near. Exactly. They're
3: not even close to where the Jaguars at. Nobody. Jalen Ramsey was fine two years ago when they were going to the AFC championship game. They were in good shape then. Mm-hmm. They're a mess right now. That's why he wants to get the hell out of there. So that's why it
4: seems like he has this sort of diva mentality because he's tired of the crap down there and it's a mess. Manny, I agree with you there. He's going to be painted as a bad guy because he's he's asking. And, that, and that's, that's what happens every That's what's every unfortunate. Time. That's the unfortunate and part about it. It's it's oftentimes it's not true. Now, yes, once in a while. It's it's pretty true. Like with Jimmy Butler, you can paint him as the bad guy, and he was the bad guy here. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a thing. But G- because Jalen Ramsey wants out of that situation, doesn't make him a bad guy. It doesn't Not make him a bad person. It doesn't, other- doesn't even make him tough to deal with in the locker room. It doesn't make him a diva. Right. He's a he's allegedly a diva because he plays the same position Deion Sanders played. That's where this
2: comes from, mm-hmm. and I, I think my question, if I were in Spielman's shoes or an executive in any sport, would be this: If I'm dealing with a player who there might be problems with, is that player mentally off? In Jimmy Butler's case, I think there's something wrong. Sure. In Antonio Brown's case, I think there's something a little bit there's something wrong there. Mm-hmm. Ramsey is a flamboyant cornerback. Oh, he's, he's wa- Richard Sherman oh no not a flamboyant cornerback and and he's my, Richard Sherman and all my, over again and my head coach has a track record of working really well with people like that mm-hmm. and Danny's right the juice is worth the squeeze because mm-hmm. I need that I, I the only answer here the only answer for the Minnesota Vikings to have the success that they want is to take this defense up and make it so that you are never down 21 nothing again and if if you are it's because a lot of guys are hurt Chad
4: tweets in at score north, at Jay Zolget at real D Cunningham, at Manny Hill 84. Zim also handled Deion Sanders quite well to the point that Sanders and Zim are very close, and he said that he's his favorite coach. That's, that's Ramsey a great and point. Sanders are similar in attitude. That's true. That's a great, great point. And, and, and Lutz, I would Deon even Lutz, say Dion was far flashier and fl- more flamboyant than, than Jalen is. Like, I don't think that's necessarily close. Now, are they both going to be outspoken? Or are they both going to be brash? Of course. But I, I think Dion was probably a more difficult guy to deal with, especially playing two
2: sports, mm-hmm. than Jalen is. But they're, fla- they're if you're flamboyant and you can be sort of a high maintenance guy, that's sports. I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. The only people I want to stay away from is I, if I think one, you don't like the sport because then it's a pain, or two, if I think that you might be a, there might be something wrong.
4: Or if you're actually a bad guy that's going to right, tear apart that, a part of but
2: that's what but, mm-hmm. but if you're actually a really bad guy, there's usually something wrong. That's, Sometimes, yeah. There's something off there. But in this case, if this guy's just going to be a, um, a high-maintenance cornerback who, who who says some off-the-cuff brash things, okay, I'm willing to deal with that. Yep. If you're yep. the best cornerback in the National Football League, which, which, to be clear, as good as Rhodes was in 2017, he's never been that guy. He's oh. never been the best cornerback in the National Football League. He he was, I think, two years ago a shutdown corner and really really good. But I don't remember any debate about I think he's the best in the league. And what's and let's be honest, what's
3: the worst thing that Jalen Ramsey has said? What that he,
4: he ripped a bunch I'll, of quarterbacks. He ripped a bunch of quarterbacks that <laughs> the, the guess what are is, not good. He's the, right. No, the worst thing that he said is that Kirk Cousins can make all the throws.
2: That is touche. <laughs> touche. Way to go, Cunningham. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you know you know what though? You know what? Even more reason to trade for him. Yeah. He'll get a life lesson, which is Kirk can't make the throws, <laughs> but he'll bail Kirk and the offense out by making plays. In fact, speaking of Kirk.
5: It's nice to nice to be believed. Then uh, you got to go out and earn it, though. In this league, no one's giving you anything. This isn't a charity. Uh, you got to play well to earn people's confidence. So if he's saying that, it's because he's seen practice reps, he's seen game reps, he's seen what we're capable of as a, as an offense throwing the football. And uh, and so you got to go out and earn it. Believe me, I'm not going to be playing quarterback here if I play the way I did this past Sunday for much longer. So uh, I understand that, and um, you know, I look forward to getting out there and playing at a much higher level. Cousins.
0: Wanted Thielen. throws a hail mary.
5: Kevin King,
0: did he come up with it?
5: You know, Kirk, Kirk had an up and down game last week. He's going to be fine. Um, we have the utmost confidence in him. Um, you know, he's in a good place where he's going to play good this week, and uh, he'll continue to play good the rest of the year.
2: ScoreNorth.com, if you're not checking out uh, Matthew Collar's Vikings coverage and you're a Vikings fan, you are missing something because it's outstanding. And let me give you part two of the equation of this offense and the problems. In segment one, we talked about the fact that play action with bootleg not working so much that they called it on the play that we just played for you where Kirk threw the pick that uh, they really should have known by that point. It wasn't going to work. There should have been a different play call. I, yeah. I don't know if, if you have something else play-action-wise designed or what, Danny. Uh, but point, point two from what Matthew wrote uh, is really interesting. And this Now, this goes beyond Kirk. And I think all of us on the show can agree we're not defending Kirk here. No. I mean, Kirk had a terrible game. Yes. Right? Uh, but what Matthew, uh, what the second piece that is posted right now at scorenorth.com that you can find on our front page is, reads thusly. Cousins ranks number 1 in percentage of dropbacks under pressure this season at 60.9% with the next highest through 2 weeks being Houston's Deshaun Watson at 50.7%. So Cousins is under pressure at 60.9%. Deshaun Watson is second at 50.7. Last year Cousins was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL when pressured, posting a solid 83.1 quarterback rating. However, his 2018 performance with pass rushers in his face was an outlier for Cousins' career. In his previous three seasons as a starter, he managed ratings of 61.1, 67.1, and 65.9. Through two games, Cousins has completed just 9 of 24 throws with pressure. This is the problem. And again, this is why I think you need to improve your defense. Danny, I think you're right. I think you can sit back down this week and go through and say, okay, Green Bay sort of exposed something. You know, they, they Green Bay deducted it very quickly. Yeah, good for them. We're going to do something different. Good for so, Mike Patton, right? So good. And then Oakland, we're going to give Oakland a curveball. Um, what I just read you, I don't think can be fixed. It's no. the offensive line. What, no, what do what you do? Have to you be do? I think you have to be
4: creative. You have to
2: work in. You
4: have to create plays. If you're Gary Kubiak and Kevin Stefanski. That the ball is leaving Kirk Cousins' hands in under two seconds, from the time that from the the time he gets a snap until the ball is in the air, it needs to be less than two seconds. You ha- that is the way that you're going to deal with being under pressure is by getting the ball out quickly. You've got you're going to have to eliminate five and seven up step drops for a little while here. That's how it's going to have they to be. Can't do them. You,
3: Is this can? Is, is this quarterback going to be able to? Unleash a pass I've, in under
2: two seconds, though, because historically he's always been a guy I've got that stats. holds on to the ball too long. I've got that stat. From, he's going to have to learn. From Collar's column, same column. The issues protecting the QB aren't entirely on the offensive line. Cousins currently has the slowest snap to release in the NFL at 3.15 seconds. Last year, amidst O-line issues, Cousins ranked 17th out of 30 in snap to release time. A PFF study this offseason found the quarterbacks have a great impact on their own pressure rate as well, which I think we all have seen Kirk definitely does. Mm-hmm. So, in this case, what we are seeing from both sides here, Cousins snap to release time in the offensive line allowing pressure, is a collaborative effort. Yeah. That answers the question, and that's the problem. But, but, so I think, can any of this be fixed is the question. I think to combat that, you have to give Kirk,
4: you have to give Kirk plays where he has decided where the ball is going pre snap because you have to be able to trust him to read the defense pre-snap and say, okay, here's what we're seeing. Here's a short route that Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen is running. Here's where the ball go- is going. It's catch the snap, aim, fire, go. That's what it has to be. That's how you're going to, to combat him hanging onto the ball. That's how you're going to combat him being under pressure. That's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to be creative. If, you, if you're running this off offense, you're going to have to get Kirk Cousins to buy into doing that. You're going to have to be creative, and you're going to have to hope that he can read a defense pre-snap.
3: And maybe that could actually help him because he is a guy that probably needs to get into a rhythm. That too, yes.
4: That would he needs a to get into him, yeah.
3: a rhythm. So if you're constantly calling plays where it's snap and boom, ball is out, if you do that enough, you get him into a rhythm, and then he will... As a result, play better. So hopefully, he,
2: so he is in the end. What we've talked about for months now, which is a PSQ, he is a puppet string quarterback. Yes, you literally, you, you will see if they if they could if they could hang the strings from the rafters at U.S. Bank Stadium and have and have uh, Stefanski up in the rafters pull. You know, using the the uh, puppet string lever or whatever you call that. That's exactly what you're suggesting, Judd, He is the most expensive puppet in the world. Think about what you just said, and I don't disagree with anything you just said. I, I, you I just stand said, by it. And 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 that is what, so so here's my frustration going back to Kubiak-Stavansky, and I don't think that they would explain this. I don't think they can explain it. So why did you, after knowing that that exact play that the Packers had sniffed it out and were going to apply pressure, why on first and goal from the Green Bay 8 did you ever run that play with a puppet string quarterback who you can't get to work that play? Didn't pull the right strings. Ooh, that's very good. It's it's true. Yeah, that's very.
4: No, I know, but it's. I mean, what else am I supposed to say?
2: Mm. I miss Case Keenum. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you know, I agree with Zimmer. I can't believe
3: I'm saying that. I agree.
2: I agree that it wouldn't have worked long term, and that that was a great pop up year, and that he was the perfect. It was just, it was a perfect storm. Sure. Um, but he did have. If you could put some of the if you could put some of Kirk's physical attributes on Case's, uh, uh, with Case's mind, because Case had the freedom. I mean, he was, he was not this guy, okay? But there were some Tarkington-esque things about how he played the game. Mm-hmm. Sure. And Kirk just can't bring himself to do those things. Yeah. And he, Keen- Keenum just had. And he could improvise, which drove yeah. Mike, which drove Zimmer crazy at times, but it it worked at times. Yeah. And if Kirk, the improv, you know, like Danny just said, so you're going to have to count on him to read the defense pre snap. Can he do? I have no. Not a good thing, but you. I have no idea. If you are paying
4: a quarterback that much money, you have to be able to trust him to try and do that. You have to.
2: I don't know. I don't know. You can. I really don't know that you can. What choice do you have? Well, and the other. What's, What's your other choice? And the other problem here too is the second thing that I read from Collar. I don't think it's fixable. The offensive line is the offensive line. I I gave you my solution and I don't have another one. No, but you're, but you are, but the first thing that I read from collar was your solution. And I agree with that. They've got to go back to not the drawing board, but they've got to go back and improvise now and change things. Got to have a little more creativity. Yeah, but that's doable. Of course that can, that can be done. I can design some of those plays Monday through Saturday in Egan. That one can be done. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about changing your personnel or Kirk's brain, basically. That, not, that ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. That clock's not going to change there. I mean, you could try all you want. It's not go, uh, going to change. 651-646-8255 if you'd like to weigh in on Jalen Ramsey, if you'd like to weigh in on the Vikings offense and the woes there. If you agree, disagree with us, 651-646-8255. Uh, before we wrap things up, there's a guy coming back to town, and he's got a pretty big foot these days, and it's going to be interesting on Sunday. We're in the TCL Broadcast Studios, Vikings Van line
0: fans, Your comments, questions, your thoughts. Vikings Vent Line. Your tweets, your calls. Mondays 10 to noon, Tuesdays through Friday 11 to noon. Vikings Vent Line on Score North and ScoreNorth.com.
3: All right, Score North download time. I'm Manny Hill, and uh, we've got one more segment of Vikings Vent Line coming up here. But also, if you want more Vikings content, you can visit ScoreNorth.com. Or uh, check it out on your Score North mobile app that you may have on your mobile device. And uh, lots of good stuff from Judge Zolget and Matthew Collar uh, off of last Sunday's uh, loss to the Green Bay Packers and on the uh, up, up, upcoming game this weekend against the visiting Oakland Raiders. So check all that stuff out, scorenorth.com or the Score North mobile app.
0: And he missed it again! Will end this crazy game in a tie.
2: What went into the decision today to let Daniel Carlson go?
5: Did you see the game?
0: Was it was it an easy decision? no it was pretty easy. Thirty-five yarder. Carlson measures it out. Snap. Hold. Kick. He's made it. He's made it. Carlson wins the game, 23-21. How about that? I mean, he's
5: a nice man. He's kicked. He's kicked the ball in clutch situations. He helped us beat Arizona at the buzzer. His his kickoffs have really improved, if you've seen that. He's had some touchbacks. Uh, Great guy. Got a huge upside, big leg. But we we really are proud to have him.
2: Gentlemen, why do I have the just sneaky suspicion that Sunday's game in some way, shape, or form, good or bad, is going to come down to Daniel Carlson's leg? Because that's the way things work here,
4: Judd. That's how it works in Minnesota sports. I've been here for like a year, and I understand that now. (laughs)
2: Is it similar to Cleveland, Danny Cunningham? Oh my! Uh, or, or, yeah. Or yeah. is there more?
4: There's, there are certainly some similarities. I think there's, there's more pain and
2: suffering in Cleveland, but there are some similarities. Daniel Carlson, of course, drafted by the Vikings uh, in 2018, was cut after appearing in two games. Went six to six on extra points. He was fine there but you just heard the trio misses at Green Bay that got him cut after week two of last year, that 29-29 tie. He was one of four. He left, he departed here, having been cut by the Vikings and Mike Zimmer. One of four, 25% on field goals. He was picked up by the Raiders. Care up hazard a guess, percentage-wise, as to how he did last year after being picked up on field goals, not extra points by the Raiders? Either one of you? Um, I'm going to say 86%. Man, you wanna? Give I'm going to
3: say he went uh I'm going to say he went like 20 out of 22 in field goal attempts.
2: He was 16 out of 17, 94.1% and was 18 of 18 on PATs. In fact, in his young NFL career, he is yet to miss an extra point attempt. This year he is 2 for 2 on field goal attempts. While uh, Dan Bailey is one of two at 50% and last year so carlson joined oakland last year and i just said went 94.1% dan bailey went 75% making 21 of 28 for the vikings i just have a sneaky suspicion this stupid game is going to come down to daniel carlson's leg it's going <laughs> to it's going gonna be to be late be a, and it's and and i have a really bad feeling he's going to make the darn thing it's going to be a
4: 15-14 oakland win with five daniel carlson field goals And imagine Musburger's call on that. Oh, it'd be fantastic. I love hearing this guy's voice.
0: 35-yarder. Carlson measures it out. (laughs) Snap. Hold. kick. He's made it. He's made it. Carlson wins the game. 23-21. How about that?
3: It does have kind of like a college football. It very much did, oh, yeah. the, way, the way Musburger called it.
2: Yeah, no, it does. But it, it's great that Brent is, how old How old is Brent now? 80? He's got to be in his 80s. Let me and calling games? At least his mid-70s. And Colin Raiders games? It's so, awesome. Um, all right. He's 80.
4: He's 80. Just yeah. Wow,
2: 80. that's incredible. That's great. I mean, he, he was doing the CBS NFL Today studio show when I was a kid, when I was seven or something. Um. All right, tonight's game. Anybody watching this thing? Because this continues my assault on Thursday Night Football and what garbage this thing is. I don't
4: think I'll watch it. I have no interest in these teams. Do you? I mean, really? No, of course the I don't. Jags, Titans. I'm out. Have you seen the Monday night schedule is even worse upcoming?
2: Oh, I'm not surprised by that. There are no well, good Monday night games. You know that it's going to be a terrible game when it's NFL Network exclusive. Yeah. They put Buck and Aikman. But by the way, I would tell Fox to go jump in a river if I'm either uh, Joe Buck or Troy. But if it's on NFL Network, it's awful. This yeah. is
3: uh this will be the fifth time in the last 6 years, by the way, that the Titans and Jaguars
2: will play on a Thursday night. Can they just not televise them? <laughs> black them out. Just black them out. <laughs> Can I not pay that part of my cable bill, you guys? Is that possible? All right, we are uh, done here. Zolga at Cunningham, Manny Hill. We're back tomorrow morning at 11. Coming up next, it's the uh, Twin Show.